0: Going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR.
1: Having grown up in Saskatchewan in a Catholic school system, so understand where I'm coming from here, that we look at our education system in a number of provinces where we separate the Protestants and the Catholics. We have a public system. We have a Catholic system. We have a lot of duplication of services when you drive by some huge school lots do you see there's some areas where you've got the catholic school on one corner you've got the public school on the other you've got massive amounts of land and you're wondering does this work could we save a lot of money and maybe improve our education system if we had just one system, one truly public system in Alberta? Well, I know the answer is it's not that easy. Kent Dunlevy, associate professor in the Workland School of Education at the University of Calgary, joins us today. Hello, Kent. Well, hello, Angela. How are you? I'm well. I want to get a bit of background here, and I know we have to go way back when we talk about why our country and a number of provinces have a separate system and a public system. Kent, can you give me a little history lesson?
0: Sure. I'll give you this. the thumbnail sketch, Angela. Uh, originally, there would not be the Dominion of Canada if the minorities in what we now call Quebec and the minority we call in Ontario were not protected. What does that mean? Well, it just means that for the minority, the French minority in Ontario, uh, wanted to make sure that they were able to pass on their culture, their religion, and their language to their children, and that meant they should have their own school system. And in Quebec, it also meant that the English in Quebec should have their own school system in order to protect their language, their culture, and their religion. And that was fine for 1867, and then, by the way, that's called the Great Canadian Compromise, but let's go to 1905 with Saskatchewan and Alberta. Uh, Saskatchewan and Alberta, the federal government wanted to create the provinces, but there was disagreement in Parliament and in the Senate. And the disagreement was this, unless there, uh, the, government, the federal government was prepared to protect again the interests of the protestants and the catholics when they were in minorities in those two provinces and again through the schools the quebec members of parliament were not prepared to allow the provinces to be created in 1905 and so an agreement again a continuation of the great compromise we end up with section 17 in alberta section 17 in saskatchewan which protects and, and as well of course the constitution act of 1867 which protects the rights of minorities any school geographical area to ensure that if they're all if the majority are Catholics, that the non-Catholics can have their own separate school system, and if the Catholics are in the minority, they too can be protected. So, the idea was um, the protection of minority rights, which is something we certainly know of today. That's the genesis of it,
1: Angela. Well, and even setting it up that way, by the way, your thumbnail sketch is very small, so I really appreciate that. But um, even setting it up that way, Kent, you would think that, as you say, today in a country that is so diverse, so multicultural, there's there's so many minorities that could probably argue that, well, we should have our own school board. We Our minority rights should be protected as well absolutely absolutely Uh, that is an argument and it's a strong
0: argument that's being made and usually is phrased in this way first of all the first argument is the financial one you mentioned at the beginning of the program and i can certainly address that the second one is why would you if it's it's just an historical favoritism for one particular religious group surely we've outgrown that and that would be it sounds like a reasonable argument to make on the face of it but let's look a little deeper all of the, the the various religious groups can receive some funding by the province. So the question is never, and I, I haven't heard this argument made. The argument isn't that public funds should not go towards schools of a religious beliefs. That's that's they do, and in mm-hmm. Saskatchewan is, in Saskatchewan as well, it's the amount. Should it be equivalent to the public school system? And there, I'm going to suggest that it is. And uh, what we found in Alberta is that this public school system, there's two of them in the Catholic school system, what we find is that the uh, the education is every bit as good as it is in the public school system. We find as well that the efficiencies are every bit as good. We also find that the uh, some of the measures used by the government, the safe and caring schools measurement that they use, finds that the Catholic schools are all in the top 5% of the Alberta schools. Uh, so the, 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 the question is, why would you want to change something that is actually working? That's That's the major issue. But if you like, I can address the financial issue you raised earlier. And by the way, before I move on, uh, that point is recognized by the Alberta Alberta uh, Catholic School Trustees Association, which is reflected in the ATA, the Alberta Teachers Association who support Catholic schools. The government of Alberta supports Catholic schools. And one organization that represents a variety of various religious beliefs also supports publicly supported constitutionally protected catholic schools mm. funded the same as the public school system but do you want me to address those financial issues
1: i definitely do continue sure
0: uh, a recent uh, study done by the um, um, calgary catholic uh, because that was certainly a question that i talked to them about uh, they explained to me this way they said if you have as you say two schools for example within a block of each other how can you justify having duplicate services mm-hmm. that just i mean it, it goes against common sense but once again it's where common sense is not sense that is it's incorrect just like a lot of years ago people thought the world was flat you mm-hmm. if you if you merge those two schools together you're still going to have to have a structure that can contain all the students you're still going to have to have the same number of teachers you're still going to have to have the same number of buses And by the way, all but in two school districts in Alberta, buses are shared. You're going to have the same number of psychological assistance to students. And by the way, those are also shared in Alberta. Most of these things are shared. And they're working on sharing more as time goes by. So the space really doesn't change. The expenses don't change. But let's use a figure provided by someone who certainly posits that it's a good idea to merge the systems. This individual suggested that $30 million in savings would be made if the two systems were merged.
1: Was that million, Kent, or billion? I want to make sure I've got the right number. No, billion. 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 <laughs> Sorry, million. Good, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking that's huge savings. So, okay, $30 million. Thank yes, you. Yes.
0: The budget for, for, for education in Alberta is, I think, $1.3 or $1.4 billion. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but the $30 million saving is really, uh, it, it's an illusion. And here's not only because of the reasons I've already given, but let's assume that, that, that that's correct by about 10%. Let's assume you could save 10% of, of, the, of the funds that are expended on, public, on, on education in Alberta. That would mean that you would save 80 cents, 80 cents on every $1,000. Mm. and what that would mean is this. Let us upset. Let's change the, uh, the schools that have over 120,000 students are going to. Let's upset the entire system, which I can assure you is going very well, according to the Alberta Teachers Association, according to the government of Alberta, according to a variety of non-Catholic organizations. Uh, let's change all that to save 80 cents on $1,000. To me, it doesn't, doesn't wash
1: Hmm. Okay, hold on, Kent. Uh, Great arguments you've laid out for us. 403-974-8255. Would love to have your thoughts as well on this. Kent saying that as much as you think, why don't we just combine them? It's not as big a savings as you would think. We are back after this. Talking about the whole idea of why we have a separate school system, well, the Catholic school system in Calgary and the public school system. Kent Dunleavy is associate professor at the Workland School of Education at the University of Calgary and laid it out as far as the arguments go when anyone would say, well, let's just have one system altogether. Kent, I'm getting a number of texts and, and one of them being Why do we have religion in schools anyway? And I mean, do you have to go back again to the constitutional argument? Because is there an argument to be made that the churches, whether it be a temple or a church, should be handling the religion and education should be handling educating students?
0: Well, here's my my point. I I think if I can praise it, I think this is what the person is asking, in a public school system, why is there religion? Did I get that right, Angela? Uh,
1: Yeah, in a publicly funded school system, because they're obviously talking about publicly funded through the Catholic system, and you have religion.
0: Good. Well, inherent to the question is this, just before I uh, address it directly, Catholics and the non-Catholics who send and want to send their children to Catholic schools are also part of the public, so It's not us, them, that is, the public funding versus a Catholic school. It is Catholics who are also part of the public who have chosen to have their funds go to in support of the schools. Mm -hmm. So, but the answer is why there is, there are always beliefs in school systems. There is what we call the hidden curriculum, which contains the beliefs of the teachers, contains the beliefs of the individuals who created the curriculum. That's a major issue soon to be visited in Alberta. Yeah. And historically, we said that what we're going to do is we're going to allow the, this one particular group because of historical constitutional reasons to exist. And my point is, although that religion is taught in that school, there certainly is a deep and abiding respect for all religions that are within the school. For example, in, in, in Catholic schools, I would say in, in, uh, in England, because this is an interna- international body, if you will, that, that is in charge of these schools, uh, that is from the, from the sacred point of view, they have rooms set aside with prayer mats for people of the Islamic faith. They're all it, 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 In this sense, there's a deep and abiding respect for religion. Also, there's a large portion of people in Alberta, uh, 70% of them, according to the recent Reid poll, who believe there should be funding, public funding for religious schools. So the, the majority of the people in Alberta would say that there should be funding in public schools uh, that are are religiously based, Catholic schools, and other schools which are not Catholic-based but other-based. The issue then is not the funding or whether or not there should be funding to them for at least 70% of the people in Alberta, but rather whether or not certain schools should be constitutionally protected and receive the equal funding.
1: In the wording in the Constitution, and you mentioned about protecting minority rights, does it specifically say Protestants and Catholics?
0: Yeah, that was, that's the, if you're, I don't want to get too technical here, but the, what we used to call the British North America Act, now called the Constitution Act of 1867. Section 93 says education is the responsibility of the provinces. Good. But it also says that at the time of any province coming in, or that would be being created as well, that the, that the, uh, what they called dissentient or we call them separate schools, the religious schools would be protected constitutionally. So it's, it's and what we've done further in Alberta in our Alberta Act is even to go further on that with a particular section, section 17 of our act, to protect the funding
1: for these schools for religious schools and the only reason I'm, I'm being a stickler on the term religious schools is because we know we have um islamic schools uh, there are private christian schools and yes they receive funding as well but w- at what point would we say the muslim student population is large enough that it should be protected and they should be able to have their own separate board and have the same funding that the catholics have right now
0: well, that's, a, that's a very fair question and, and it, but surprisingly enough it 's not one that 's being raised that i 'm aware of from uh, individuals in the in the, in the in the Islamic religion mm-hmm. for example I, I sit on a board uh, in Alberta which deals with this very kind of an issue and what uh, and all of them, from the Islamic faith, from the uh, Sikh faith, from the Jewish faith, from the Church of Jesus Christ of latter day saints they 've all agreed that they fully support constitutionally protected Catholic schools so Hmm. It's, it, whether or not uh, another school system should be fully funded is an issue. I, I, it's, not my, it's, not my, uh, it's not my daily work. Yeah. Uh, I, I would support that they receive funding. If they choose to, to seek full funding, that would be entirely up to them. But I, right, now, right now, I know from, from being on this board that these, the people from these communities fully support us, and I'll tell you the real reason why. We are, Catholic school system is the only system that has enough money and enough clout in order to oppose a one system, one way, one values uh, curriculum that comes down from the provincial government. It's the only system that can actually put forward an effective voice which is financially supported, financially supported in order to oppose things that the government might want to do. Nobody, nobody thinks that it's appropriate. Uh, that That uh, one one group of people should set the values uh, with regard to how somebody should live their life by one group of people who happens to be in government at the time, yeah. and so I think that 's what i 've heard from them they say no we 're supporting you because you 're going to be leading the charge against any particular government i 'm not saying uh, whenever it happens, but that we'd be able to uh, Catholics would be able to to uh, take them to task, and to put an opposition forward.
1: And can anyone go to the Catholic school? Years ago, uh, my son, I remember he had to show his baptismal certificate if I was going to enroll him in kindergarten in a Catholic school.
0: A student who, if there's room in a Catholic school, you bet. Mm. If there's room in a Catholic school, yes. Then there's no, I, that sounds like a strange thing to say, uh, the, but nevertheless, it if we take the numbers from Saskatchewan for the non-Catholics and the Catholic schools, the numbers are as high, can be as high as 25 to 32 percent. They are that high in downtown Toronto, and the reason for that, Angela, is this: Catholic schools offer an alternative. Yeah. Wow. Now, I've, ta- I've taught in the Catholic and the public school system. The teachers are both fantastic people. They both care about the kids. They both work as hard as they can after school when they don't get paid to help those kids. These are great people in the teaching profession. But the Catholic school system is qualitatively different, and that attracts a lot of people, particularly immigrants, particularly people from the Islamic faith, particularly people from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, mm. because they want to be in a school system which values and allows to be taught their particular religious views and values them. Let me give you an example. The, in Saskatoon, the Catholic, uh, Catholic school in Saskatoon, Holy Cross, has a, had a, their senior ring, the per, the major fellow who was elected uh, in grade 12 was a, an Islamic student, and the same was true in another Catholic school. It doesn't really matter what faith you're in that you, that you believe in in a Catholic school. You are treated with respect, and that is the way it is.
1: Let's Kent, look, Kent let's, I'm, I'm, I'm up against the clock, but I'm so glad might. we had the conversation and the history lesson, and I'm sure it's a topic we will revisit down the road. I appreciate your time. Angela, anytime. Call me. You bet. Kent Donlevy, associate professor in the Workland School of Education at the University of Calgary.